Hello and welcome to another episode of Party of Ones podcast. I'm Lori. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to be talking about fear. Fear. Fear factor. Fear factor. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Uh, Irrational fear. Irrational fear. Single fears. Uh, Yeah. Fears in general. I may embarrass myself with some of my fears, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. Wait. Just wait. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're also, you know, if you hear some some ambient animal noises we we are back at our original studio today um because Lori felt badly about leaving her dog i did um today was my first full day back to work and um so the dog had to be by herself all day and i told rachel like i think we're gonna have to podcast at my house because I feel bad leaving the dog and then coming home and then leaving the dog. Plus, in more of the drama in my house, I think my cat broke her leg or broke her foot or something. Oh, kitty. She's really pathetic right now. She's, like, limping, and she's only got three legs working, (laughs) but she still wants to go outside, and she's throwing tantrums, and uh, no worries. She is going to the vet tomorrow morning, bright and early. But, She'll you know, it's Friday evening, up. and I'm not about to go to the emergency vet. So, no. um, you know, so who knows what's happening there. So I felt like I needed to be in my home with the fur babies. Yeah, they needed you. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing okay right now. We just <laughs> hope that that, that stays. Know. The dog is like, she, she's been a little manic, yeah. but we seem to have hit a wall. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to hope that that okay. continues. <laughs> So fear is kind of a weird thing because it can range from like helpful to your life yeah, to like phobias uh, that ruin your yeah, life. Yeah. Or like just like, you know, it's completely irrational, but like you still feel the same feeling as when you do when there's something like really to be afraid mm-hmm. of. Like it's, it's, it's almost like there should be, it's the same feeling but it's like two totally different like things. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, I definitely think there are some helpful fears. I mean, that's why we do become afraid is because of you know, in order to protect us. Right. But at the same time, there are many things I'm afraid of that I have zero I mean, there's zero reason yes. to be afraid. And then I have some things that I feel like I should be afraid of. Oh, yeah. That but I'm, are, not. I'm not at all. I'm like, I don't care. I don't know if I have any of those. I do. I have several that I'm like, don't care. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. So we thought we'd start off by... So a lot of this will be single female fear related. Yeah. Um, but to kick us off, we thought we'd start with just like our most irrational fears that could could run the gamut of whatever it is. Yep. Um, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Uh, because I feel like yours I'm, I'm excited for, so I want the build up a little bit more. <laughs> so one of uh, my irrational fears is being in a stage production and forgetting my lines. Oh, I don't think that's irrational. Uh, well, it is irrational because would you like to know how many times I've been in a stage production? 
zero unless you count like elementary time like in those little talent show things which all went fine yes um but i have this fear of forgetting my lines yeah you like picture yourself up there and being like yes (gasps) but i don't actually perform <laughs> so, so I consider that an irrational fear because That's it's not going to happen. It's and I like I will have dreams about this. Yeah, like stress dreams. Stress dreams about mm-hmm. it, and then I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, um, it's not a fear that keeps me from trying out for things. I just have zero interest yeah. in that. So yeah. why I have this fear. That's so is funny. beyond me. I don't know. It's also funny because it's like you kind of get paid to talk for a living. Yeah. And I never forget my lines when I teach. Yeah, I mean, there's not lines. You're writing but, your own script. Man, I yeah. can pull a lesson yep. right out of my butt any <laughs> second. You need me to take a 15 minute lesson and make it 90 minutes. Done. I can do it. Master. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, in high school, I was the lead uh, in Fiddler on the Roof. And I, um, well, I don't know if I'm technically the lead, because I think Tevia's technically the lead. I was Tevia's wife. Okay. I was the lead female. Um, but uh, you do, like, you memorize so much. Like, it's, like, lines mm. and blocking and the songs and, you know, so it's, like, you have all this going on and dancing and, and uh, like, as you start to do it and do it over and over again, you, you kind of go into autopilot. Yeah. But that's also scary, too, because then you snap out of autopilot when you are in it and you're like, I don't know where I am. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So that happened to me one night, um, and this is the only time I ever flubbed a line, but I, I was supposed to sing cooked your meals and cleaned your house and instead i sang cooked your, your house, house and, and cleaned, cleaned your, your meals that's <laughs> fine and as soon as it was coming out of my mouth i all i could think was this isn't right <laughs> this Wait a that's actually nonsense <laughs> but like we were in time and we were just, yep, keep just keep on. Going. I just i just rolled right along as though i had not just saying utter nonsense and i remember like locking eyes with the person who was directing like the pit orchestra yeah. and like the look of fear in his eyes yeah. was so real like is she having a stroke <laughs> is, is she about to crash and burn and i was just like get back on track you can do this <laughs> you know how it's like you could put in a code. Oh, for example, so when I'm driving, you know, I can, I do right turn and left turn signals all the time. I don't yeah. even think about it. When I go in to get my oil change, they say, turn on your right blinker. And I sit there <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I like, I, every time I turn on my wind, windshield wipers, every time, and I look at them, and I'm like, I promise you, I know how to drive. I know what I'm doing. And I just think, like, that's what would happen. Yeah. Is that same thing. Yeah. That's a good one. That's good. Okay. Your turn. My most irrational fear is that I will open up a cabinet, probably in the kitchen. Oh, I know this one. And there will be a possum inside. that's right. I do know this one. (laughs) I... Sometimes standing in my, it's gotten better over the years, but for, for a while there, like I would stand in the kitchen and be hesitant to open up cabinets <laughs> out of fear that there would be a possum in there. And I like would seriously be like, 
what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How would I do? handle this situation? And I I would feel, like, really panicked, and then I would just be like, you just, you you have to go in there. You, you need to get whatever you need to get. So, like, bite the bullet and do it. But I would hate it, and I would hate it because it's, like, so ridiculous. It's, like, a very ridiculous thing to be afraid of, but, like, the, like... My heart is pounding. Like, even talking about it, like, right now. Like, my heart is pounding fast. Like, I... Ugh. I just... And then people are mean, and they'll send me things. They'll send me articles, like, on Facebook and stuff about, like, possums found in random places. Or this one article I found was about this possum that was wedged up in a toilet paper dispenser. Oh, like, no! In a bathroom. No! So I was like, well, that's a new fear. Like, I... Great, I can't use public restrooms anymore. <laughs> Which is going to be a, a real problem for me. A real problem. What, um, do you ever have the fear that you're going to open up a cabinet and it's going to be something different? Like, there's going to be, like, a, a roach or no. something like that? No. Fine. Like, spiders Only or possum. Only possum. Which a spider is probably way more likely. What if you open it up and, like, found a bunny rabbit? Uh, I think initially I'd be freaked out, but I feel like I'd be okay But then you'd eventually. be like, it's a bunny. I'd be like, it's a bunny. I can deal with a bunny. I can, I can handle a bunny. I, I, I wouldn't say I'd like it. I'd no. actually probably still call someone to, to deal with it to for deal. me. But you could but very, I, you could just shut the cabinet I wouldn't and be, be like, like, okay. We have to burn down this house yeah. now, which is very much how my response would yeah. be if it were a possum. I could not. I remember Lori had these this animal rescue group come into her classroom one year yep, and they I did. brought a possum and it was huge and it had cataracts in its eyes so its eyes were all cloudy and I just I remember sitting there and it was one of those times where as a teacher you know this feeling too there are times when your natural response of fear mm. is very large yep but you think I can't freak out because the children will freak out. Yep. And I need I need everyone Covering to remain up. calm. So I so I'm not going to freak out. The children will not freak out. It will be fine. And that was definitely one of those times where inside I was like, "Oh my god! It's a freaking possum!" And it was huge. It was she was a big possum. She was giant. And the lady is like showing her around. She's like, "She's so sweet and she's so cute and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Get it away from me!" And like I was just like, "Don't freak out." I was like, "If you freak out, the kids are going to freak out." And some of them did freak out. Some of them did. This one boy in particular, he was like, he literally shot up out of his seat. He was like, "Nope, nope, nope." <laughs> and I was like, I see you, uh, yeah. and I respect you, and I'm having the same feelings. I'm just controlling them better than you are. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. But it's irrational. I don't think it will ever happen. I, think, I pray. I, I pray it will I never probably happen. have a better chance of that happening than you. Oh, yeah. But I house it for you a lot, so. That's true. <laughs> I I do have to say, though, I think um, if, there is, if there is any critter in this house, the dog... That's true. She will find it. She finds it. She's very good at hide and seek. She will find it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, The closest I ever came to this was one time uh, I was, uh, this is when I lived with um, some of my friends. They were in Colorado for the summer. I was watching their dog and they had like a three seasons room in the back of their house. I know this one too. And I am sitting there. It's like really late. I let her in and out and I didn't want to. I just, like, left the back door open because I didn't want to have to keep opening and closing yeah. both doors. And all of a sudden, I look up into the Three Seasons room, and there is a raccoon standing there with its little hands by yeah. its face, staring in the window. And <laughs> I 
it was really late and like i literally like couldn't i was just like what do i do what what do i what do i do i don't know what to do and i was just like fully panicking and i was like i can't call anyone it's too late i i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do and then i grabbed and then the dog was fully asleep too so i was like well i'm gonna wake her up and she's gonna go out there with me and she'll scare it off which i learned i'm not supposed to do because apparently raccoons are really mean and could like actually hurt her yeah uh but luckily it spotted her and scurried right out the door so all, uh, crisis was averted. But I was within probably 30 seconds of calling either Bruce yeah. or Cardwell or somebody and being like, I can't! There's a raccoon in the house! And like, I need you I to come here immediately! Oh my oh. gosh. I do remember that. I remember you telling me about that. I was like, what? It was it was very scary. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. No. Ugh. But yeah, so... In talking about, like, fear, we're thinking, you know, there's kind of a lot of fear specific to being a single female. Yeah. And I feel like probably some of these fears single males have, but, like, not on the same level or not to the same extent. Or sometimes I would think maybe not at all. Yeah. So, like, I think we can start, like, practically and then move more, uh, more vague from there. But I recently have moved into uh an apartment by myself yep and i have this is the first time i'm ever living on my own and it's been great i i enjoy it we've talked about before on the podcast i enjoy my alone time um so that part is not bad it's fine uh i'm enjoying my own company I'm cleaning at my own pace. I am watching what I want on television. All those things are great. I will say the only place for adjustment has been in going to sleep all alone Mm -hmm. by myself. Because like before, it was really easy to attribute other noises to the other people Mm -hmm. in my house. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, that's just probably so-and-so. They're probably just, you know, right. out and about. But now there's no one to attribute those sounds to. And then I have to decide, do I investigate the sound? Do I just let it go? In general, no, I don't. Do, do I, I want to know? Do I, I play dead, pretend? essentially. <laughs> do, I, do I pretend like I didn't hear it? Yeah. Like, uh, so far I've taken the investigative uh, approach. Sometimes I figure out what the sound was and sometimes I don't, but at least I feel confident that it is not a person and or yeah. rodent who is making the noise yeah. in my in my apartment. Yep. Um, but that fear was real and it actually kind of surprised me. I didn't think I'd be as afraid as I was, but I was really afraid. Yeah, I, I had that too when I first moved in on my own. I think it's there. It... You know, I think it's a natural human thing to live as a family, to live as a group. Mm-hmm. We are pack animals. We yeah. are not lone, you know, individual animals. Yeah. And so to go out of that comfort zone, I think is, is that's a big deal. Yeah. It it felt bad. Oh, and I, I texted my younger sister. She's had previous to living with her roommate now she lived by herself for a little over a year and 
I was basically just like, how did you do this? Like, I'm kind of freaking out. Like, yeah. I, need, I need some help. And she's like, does, does your bedroom door have a lock on it? And I was like, yes. And she goes, well, lock that shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I locked my door and I was like, okay, I do feel a little bit better. Uh, and I knew I was going to, I, I already decided I was going to close my door. Cause again, I live by myself. So yeah. I was like, well, I don't really have to close my door, but I think I like the door closed. It's I've, a smaller space. Yeah. I've slept with my door closed, uh, since college. So yeah. I was like, well, I just, I think, or actually since high school, um, I was like, well, I'll just close my door and that'll be fine. But then once I locked it, I was like, okay, this is better. But then the other night I did sleep with it unlocked for the first time. And that felt like, that felt like progress. That is progress. That felt good. Yeah. Because I don't really want to, like, uh, like, lock myself up in my room every night. That seems... I no, but I, I would say don't be ashamed dramatic. if you do that either. Well, yeah. And I think maybe even it's like giving myself permission to do that on days where I feel like I need to and not yeah, on days then, where I feel okay about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's been, yeah, it's been an adjustment. And... I don't know exactly, like, what I was trying the other day, too, because, like, I don't know if you do this, but I try and, like, out logic my fear. Oh, all the time. <laughs> like, and sometimes with some success and sometimes with no success, because, like, fear is not always logical. Like, you just, yeah. you feel what you feel, and it is what it is. Um, but I was trying to, like, like, you know, bring some logic in, and I was like, okay, what am I really afraid of? Like, yeah. what what is making me feel afraid? Like, am I afraid that someone's going to come into my apartment and harm me? I don't think so. That seems yeah. kind of like far fetched. Like, am I afraid that, um, I guess that that is the like crux of it. Or is it like, I just feel more secure if yeah. I know that like everything is locked. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I guess maybe it is that somebody will come into my apartment and harm me. Yeah, um, I can tell you a great fix for that is guinea pigs, because I attribute every sound I hear in oh, the middle the of the night pigs. to it must be the guinea pigs, because <laughs> I'll hear, you know, because they, they are not, you know, they don't sleep all night or all right. day. They're just kind of in and out for 24 hours, and so they'll have active times at night. And every sound that wakes me up, I'm like, "Oh, the guinea pigs must be up," and that's it. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no other noise. That's yeah, it. I, I always feel like uh, your dog makes me feel really safe when I sleep here because yeah. I think like if if there were to be another person in the house, she, oh, yeah, she's not she's, scary, but she sounds real scary. Yeah, like, she does sound yeah. scary. I, I, I do that too. I I always will if I hear something, I immediately look to her yeah. to see like okay did that bother her no okay then I'm fine or I'll hear things and I'll look up and she'll also look up and I'll be like oh <laughs> you heard that too right I know you did you know but yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah that's funny um, do you have any like uh, like practical fear for your like physical being as a single I do um there is one thing that I do in practice actually and I uh felt ashamed for it for a little while but I don't anymore like I don't care um so when I don't have my kids I mean I'm out on Saturday nights Uh I'm rarely Friday nights I'm in because I'm exhausted I don't usually do a lot but Saturday nights I go out 
Right. And I go out with various groups of friends or I go do whatever. And, you know, especially in the wintertime, I'm leaving when it's dark out. I'm coming home when it's dark right. out. And one of my fears is that someone's going to follow me home. Oh, yeah. And I will pull into my drive and, you know, usually when I pull into my neighborhood, if nobody's there, I'm good. And then I pull into my garage, but I shut my garage before I get out of my car. Uh-huh. And I pull into the garage. I watch the mirrors behind me. I close the garage behind me. And then I step out of my car. And I was like, you know, that's really silly. I mean, I live, you know, knock on wood in a pretty safe area. Yeah. I, you know, if I don't see anybody following me here, chances are nobody's following me. Right. But I have that tendency. I've just, over the years, I always shut the garage door before I get out of the car. Now, during the day, I don't care. If I have my kids in my car, like, if I'm not out late, it's fine. Right. But those nights when I'm coming home late, I always shut my garage before I get out of the car because I'm always afraid somebody is, like, lurking out there. Right. And yeah. I mean, my garage. And then I think to myself, Lori, your garage shuts really slow. Somebody they have, they easily, have they have plenty of time. But <laughs> at the same time, then my mind's like, no, I, I well, do feel better thing, about yeah, this. Yeah, it's one of those things that makes you feel better. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like worth doing. It's like looking behind the shower curtain. Do you ever do that? I do. <laughs> just um, like, you know that like nobody's going to be there. Nobody's going to be there. But it just makes you fine. brain feel better because you're like, well, it's I couldn't fine. see it before and now I've seen it and I know it's that fine. there's nobody there. So I can tell my brain, you've seen it and you know that nobody's there. Yeah. So I I do, but that is a that is a fear, and I I never had that until I became single. Yeah, you know I never had that when I was married. That wasn't even a thing because even if I was coming home by myself, there was another there was another adult in the house. Yeah, you know, and now there isn't. Yeah, and um, you know it it's just it's different. I think that's a that's a fear of mine. Yeah, it feels like very vulnerable. Yeah. And I wonder if that's something that like single men feel also. If they do feel it, it's probably they're probably not allowed to like freely talk about it, I would guess. No. I think women are much more in touch and like understanding of those things. Well, it also like it's also just like a reality that like women are killed and (laughs) women are murdered at like a much higher rate than men are. So it's like we're almost like the fear is almost like inbred in us. Yeah. Because it's like like we to a certain extent like we have to be afraid like you're i mean we're taught like i mean how many freshman girls do you know who go to college and have rape whistles or mace or you know i knew a girl who carried full-on like bear spray in her bag like a full can of bear spray um or maybe it's wasp spray i can't remember but um yeah and i just think like you can't it's hard to like on one hand yes it's good to like be prepared and like know that there is danger and like you might need to like be extra aware or cautious Mm -hmm. but then there's another thing of it's like how are we expecting women to like wait longer to be married wait longer to start their families probably more women are living on their own now than ever yeah and, like, that fear they have brought with them, like, into their, like, adult life. Yep. It just seems like, I don't those two things seem almost unfair in a way. Yep. I, one of the things, too, that um, 
helps me with my fears all the time is because I'm never, I might be the only person in the house, but I'm never the only living thing in this house. Yeah. Between the dog who, you know, for people who don't know, she's a pit mix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she she's does look scary. scary. She looks scary. You know, I've got a cat who is fairly docile, but man, she can take out the best of you Speaking if she needs to. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs get riled um, up. <laughs> you know, and I just, I think that having them in the house mm-hmm. and having someone else recognize things that may be wrong. Yeah. Is very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, just for anything, I just think it's it's better. They're, they're a pain in the butt, <laughs> but I'm never actually alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then thinking about, like, fear that we have that may be, like, less practical in terms of being single, relationships, and things like that. Do you have anything that comes to mind? Um, so when I first was trying to decide if divorce was the right path to take for me, Mm -hmm. I had to, um, I am not a person who, you know, before I met my ex-husband, I had had like two and like a half boyfriends, I say. Um, you know, I got married later in life. I had kids a little bit later in life, um, And I remember one day sitting there really trying to decide if divorce was the right way to go. Uh And I remember thinking, okay, let's look at this realistically. If I know, if I, even if somebody said to me, if you divorce this man, you may never have another boyfriend again you may never have a romantic connection Mm -hmm. with anybody ever again just realistically you know based on where I was in my life and am I willing to get a divorce knowing that that is a realistic outcome that I'm not going to find somebody Mm -hmm. and um, I remember that was the moment I decided I needed to go through with my divorce because I remember sitting there going, yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not have anybody the rest of my life mm-hmm. than stay married to him. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, deciding to stay married would have just been fear. Yes, and it would have been. And, you know, I I wasn't myself anymore. And mm-hmm. I had lost myself in that. And um, I... Um, I always think of the Kelsey Ballerini Miss Me More song. Oh, yeah. Because I, there's so many things in that song that just, like, totally ring true for me. Like, I missed myself. I wasn't myself. And, um, but now, you know, I've been divorced four years. Mm-hmm. And um, now I think, yeah, I wouldn't want to be married still to that man. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of am bummed thinking that, yeah, like what if? Maybe the what it is. It. Maybe yeah. maybe it is. The mm-hmm. and I do have that fear a little bit, not so much like dying alone, but the fear like what if I don't feel that like rush of excitement anymore mm-hmm. and you know wait for those text messages and those phone calls and having that reciprocated um those reciprocated feelings because it they're great. Yeah. And it kind of makes me sad like, oh, it's that's kind of boring. Like thinking about not having that. And so mm-hmm. that is a, like a fear of mine is that what if I don't have those feelings again? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's probably what a lot of people in your season of life feel. Yeah. Like, it was like, <coughs> that would have kept you there. And since you didn't choose to go that route, now it's like, you will live with that fear in a different way. Yeah. You know, you like, you chose like, okay, yeah, like I can live with that fear. Yeah. Like, I'll just continue with my life and like yeah. figure it out. But the fear is still, it's there. Yeah. The fear is still there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, there have been a few times now since my divorce that I feel like I've come closer to having that and it hasn't worked out. So not all hope is lost. Yeah. I should say. But at the same time, I do wonder, like, mm, is that actually my course? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like good days with it and bad days with it. Yeah. I mean, I think all single people have the fear of like. Am I gonna die alone? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this is this what it is? There's that. Um, I probably talked about it before in here, but there's like that scene in um, the intern where uh, Anne Hathaway is crying because she's afraid her marriage is gonna fall apart. Yeah. And she's she's saying like, I don't want to be buried in the single lonely part of yeah. the cemetery. Like I like I can't do it. And like I just feel like that that scene rings so true because like I feel like so many people like have that moment yeah. of like oh I don't do like I don't want to die alone uh, um yeah and I have uh I have that too like from day to day but I feel like I still feel like um all of that is like ahead of me so I feel like more often than not I just feel like excited yeah which is which I think is good but my fear with all of that is just like beginning like it just feels like it feels overwhelming and like I feel an immense amount of fear that I'm gonna like mess it up yeah like that I'm gonna make like that I'm and you know like I I can tell myself logically like you will make mistakes and it will be fine like I can tell myself that and I believe that but like my fear doesn't believe that yeah at all like I think about like making choices to like move forward and like for example, in online dating, we did our online dating episode how how long ago, and I still haven't started. And I feel like a large part of that is like uh, that I just haven't had time. That like time has been it's like not a good time in terms of like I've been busy, yeah. I've been moving, I've now I'm starting the school year. Like it just yeah. it hasn't worked out time wise. But I also feel like there's a part of it, and this is the part that I like hate, and like I wish that I could just like root it out of my life. But yeah. it's just like the fear of like beginning like I'm afraid I'm afraid to start I'm afraid to fuck it up like I I just feel an immense amount of fear and I am trying to like manage that fear and I'm trying to like do things anyway but it's really hard yeah and I feel like I didn't I feel like not until recently did I realize that I was like a pretty fear like based person Mm -hmm. and like fear driven person and that's like part of too like on the um when you read about being a one on the enneagram is like a lot of it is um that you feel a lot of fear that you'll mess things up you feel a lot of fear that um that people will misunderstand you or your intentions um and i feel like i didn't realize how much i was allowing that fear to like dictate my decisions yeah so this year i've really been trying I've been trying to do a lot of things that I'm afraid to do, but do them anyway. Um, and I've done many of them. And then online dating is kind of like the last thing. Yeah, that's it's left. the last. 
And I don't know, I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, I just have to force myself to do it even if I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Which is so hard for me. Like, if I don't feel good about something, doing it anyway is is really painful. Like, I feel like there are some people who, like, don't feel good about something and can, like, kind of force themselves to just kind of, like, muck their way through it. And I don't know that I'm one of those people. Uh... Or if the answer is just like, I need to, maybe, maybe the answer is right now is not a good time Mm -hmm. and that's an okay thing. Or maybe it's like, there's more work I need to do before I'm ready for that. I just Mm -hmm. don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's all very good questions. I don't know. I think, you know, with online dating, I remember when I first tried it and a little bit of me felt like I had been a failure. Mm-hmm. because I had failed at, you know, finding someone traditionally. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I go back to the same thing every time when it comes to online dating. If someone starts talking to me, they are not looking to be friends. Yeah. They are interested in seeing if we have a connection. And, um, you know, you have those mixed signals when you meet people in person. Right. And that always makes me feel better about online dating as, yeah, they might be interested in me for something that I don't want them to be interested in. (laughs) Yeah. But nobody is talking to me just to be my friend. Right. And that always makes me feel good. Like, okay, even if it doesn't work out with this person or that person, their initial contact was because they thought maybe something could happen. Right. Yeah. And that that drives me to continue doing online dating because it takes that guessing game out. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it's like trying to just figure out like like even if I try and I quote unquote like fail or it doesn't work or it doesn't like I just I just have to decide like is the fear of it not working out or the fear of that being like the last hope and then like if that doesn't work out either then it's just like okay so then I'm just alone um like would I rather have that or would I rather like take a risk and like see what that gets me you can also think of it too as you're not initially starting online dating to find your soulmate you're starting online dating to date yeah so if you set that smaller like vision in your mind like it doesn't matter if I go on five first dates with five different guys or five dates with the same guy like I'm getting out there and doing and And I'm practicing these dating Mm -hmm. things like what do I do on a date right how does a date go Mm -hmm. and then if you happen to find somebody along the way great and if not it's still not a failure because you set out to date and you did yeah that's really good yeah. You know, I, yeah, yeah it's that's like taking like not looking like macro. Yeah. Just like looking at the little bit. That's, yeah, that's good. I have to do that just in my regular everyday life. I'm not really a big picture person. Yeah. The big picture makes me feel afraid. Yeah. It's <laughs> so very it overwhelming. Me, it gives me a lot of fear. I'm not a big picture person. I'm like a three steps ahead of myself person. Yeah. And then more than that, it gets, it gets scary. Yep. So like, I would say that a shocking amount of my energy in my early adulthood has been given to, like, fear management. And I think, like, 
you have to manage the fear or it will manage you. Yep. Uh, and so, like, do you have any, like, things that you do that you feel, like, help you manage fear or any, like, tips or, like, helpful things in terms of fear management? I block it out. <laughs> I think, I feel like that's a really good, I block it out. I don't know. I start thinking about things like fear of not finding anybody or doing whatever. And I'm like, let's go read a book. Let's watch a show. Yeah. Let's, um, I try to redirect maybe is a better way to say it. Redirect and, um, start thinking about other things or thinking about past happier time, happy, not happier times, but just mm-hmm. happy times. How do you maybe handle your fears? Um, I feel like I lately have, because uh, I feel like I am, since I do try and be like logical or I do try and like, try and like think my way out of it. I think a lot of times in the thinking my way out of it, I don't recognize that like I'm, there's like a feeling behind it. Like it mm-hmm. is fear, but there's also like a feeling behind the fear and um and then I just like try and suppress that and like do it anyway and yeah. like grit my teeth and like but I feel like in that I'm not like recognizing that like I am feeling things and like I do just need to sometimes take a beat and like process it and like uh like just kind of find a way to like be at one with myself if that makes sense so yeah. it's like okay I'm feeling afraid or I'm feeling like fear or I'm feeling anxiety about a certain thing and I try and, like, kind of just, like, to sit with it and be, like, okay, uh, acknowledge that I'm feeling afraid. There was this podcast I was listening to. Um, it was Dak Shepard's podcast. And he had the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love yeah. on. Um, which I did, haven't read Eat, Pray, Love. And I've seen the movie. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Um, I know that, like, every, like, 40s white woman in the world, like... <laughs> swears by it they want they want their eat pray love moment yeah and i can't say that i'm sold on that but she had some good things to say and one of the things she said um was that like when she feels fear or anxiety she tries to picture herself sitting in a room uh with it and she just like acknowledges that it's there and she says like i see you and i i understand that you're here i acknowledge that you're a part of this conversation too but you're not gonna you don't get to drive yeah. you don't get to be in charge like you can you can be present you can you can be involved but you don't get to make decisions you don't get to dictate what's gonna happen you just get to be there yeah uh and for me, that felt really helpful because I think a lot of times I'm just trying to, like, shut it out completely and not even, like, incorporate it. But that's not helpful because it's, like, it's still there. Yeah, I feel like uh, her way is better than my way. No, I think distraction definitely has a... I think distraction has a place for sure because I think that's what keeps you functional. Yeah. But I think that, like, f- like for me and a lot of the fear that I feel in terms of, like, starting to online date and things, like, I'm just not, I'm not going to be able to distract my way out of it because I'll just distract myself to other things. Yeah. Like, I'll just, I'll just listen to endless podcasts instead of ever dating anyone. And you're not, you're never <laughs> actually on the and, site yeah, doing and anything. Yeah, like, and that's not going to, that's not going to help me. So yeah. I, like, need a way to find a way to, like, move forward while still feeling the way that I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on that. It's really hard. I'm not saying that I'm good at it because I, I don't know that I am, but that's what I'm working on. Yeah. 
and it's been it's been a lot and i have i have a lot of feelings about myself through this process and they are not positive yeah i just it's one of those things where it's like you wish that you could just wake up and be different yeah but it doesn't work that way no like i have to do the work yeah i don't like that i don't either i do work for too many other things it's adulthood and it's hard yeah and i don't know that i'm doing it right (laughs) i'm probably not (laughs) it's okay i'm just gonna keep faking it fake it till you make it (laughs) that's i mean that is a tried and true model especially for the teacher and us we're like we will just pretend that this is going exactly as planned that that's what i've been telling people when they ask me at work right now um well i saw your your room's all set up you look ready to go i'm like yep it seems that way doesn't it that's what i want everyone that's to what think. i want everybody to think I i've got my shit together figured out i got it oh man <sighs> yep um do you have any thing that you should be afraid of but don't really care and you don't have that fear I I don't know maybe uh, but I can't think of anything maybe specifically. Do you have things no. specifically? I think my biggest one um, when I tell I I tell people this and they're like what I can't believe that um, I have zero fear of like sharks or swimming in deep water. Oh, I'm definitely or, afraid of those. <laughs> like if I'm out in a yacht in the middle of the Bahamas, which is like shark capital um and somebody's like hey you want to jump off the yacht and swim yep sure do i don't i don't know what it is how often have you been in a yacht in the middle of the bahamas maybe not a yacht but i'm saying i'm not i haven't been ever on a yacht (laughs) but i have been in the bahamas yes with threat of shark snorkeling yes i mean i went um snorkeling in the bahamas one time and i was probably the water is very clear. Yeah. Um, obviously, it gets down so, certain far you can't see, but super clear. And I was snorkeling in a part that was probably, I'm going to say 12 feet deep. Uh-huh. And there was like a reef and seagrass underneath. And I'm at the top and I saw a hammerhead. There were sea snakes. There were all, and I just, boop, boop, swimming along. Like there was never once an extra pitter patter of my heart there was never any i just kept right on going and um you know um i was in florida a few years ago and i was in the ocean and my brother and my niece were there and my brother sees this giant school of fish go racing by and he goes something's chasing those fish and he up and got out of the water in a second and i just stood there he's like aren't you getting out i'm like no no, i'm good and it ended up being probably this um it was a stingray that easily had like a six foot wingspan that came by like raised by my feet like i felt the water and i was like wow that's really cool like there was nothing there is zero fear wow. when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't zero. have that. I would have been like, I would have been out. Zero fear, and I don't, I don't know why. I think, I sometimes think it's the fact because I love the ocean so much that it like uh-huh. overpowers that. But I've been in places before where, I mean, I've swam in all kinds of places where like there are great whites, there are, and they're frequent. 
you know, and I don't care. Oh, do not care. Yeah, I don't have that. I feel like I'd be terrified. I think that's the one thing. That's the one thing that, that you should be afraid that of. That I should be not. afraid of. I'm totally not afraid. That's funny. At all. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I feel like most of the things I should be afraid of, I am afraid of. And then on top of that, there's even more things. There are things that I think I would not be afraid. But then it happens and I'm scared shitless and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what happened. Like the a mouse situation. Oh, I'd be afraid. I never thought I would be afraid if I saw a little mouse. Whoop. <laughs> I was scared. Can you know, there's little things. Yet? I don't think so. Go ahead. Uh, my cat brought a live mouse into the house. <gasps> dropped the live mouse. The mouse skittered away behind like a buffet hutch that I have. The cat did not care, felt her job was done, so she went to sit down. But the second the mouse dropped out of the cat's mouth, I screamed, <sighs> ran into my daughter's bedroom, started <laughs> jumping up and down on her bed, just screaming. I was like, there's a mouse! And I, she's like, calm down, calm down. I'm like, I cannot calm down! I lost it. <laughs> lost it and then we had to try to catch the mouse and i that was a night a nightmare we did um the dog was the hero of the story the dog found said mouse Uh, she sniffed it out so we knew where it was the cat did not care um and we were able to capture the mouse and let it go oh my gosh but it was uh yeah that was a trying time I was way more afraid than I thought I would be. Yeah. Way more. I I feel like I don't have any, like, really big, like, common fears. Like, heights don't bother me. Yeah. Heights are fine. <coughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, I don't, like, I wouldn't say I really like spiders, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, necessarily, I, I definitely don't have a phobia of yeah. them. And I can deal with them if if need be yeah uh i'm pretty fierce with a shoe uh, i'm yeah. not a i'm not a saver and put outside i'm a crush or suck up with a vacuum i'm really brave with a vacuum i really enjoy the vacuum route. really really brave with the vacuum i enjoy i do vacuum for many bugs yeah um but yeah I, i'm trying to think of other oh claustrophobia I'm oh i don't care that. i'm i like to be snuggy me in yeah, yeah. squeeze that's fine uh, elevators, fine. Fine. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's like a bunch of normal things that like don't really bother me. Yeah. Uh, what else are people afraid of? Clowns, fine. Yeah, I don't care. Could give or take. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what like the most common phobias are. You know, I used to know that because I would teach about phobias, but it's summertime right now. <laughs> so my brain is turned off. Summertime, um, Lori. Agoraphobia is big and i think that's the fear of open spaces oh like being like in the middle of a field or oh. you know uh i think that's what agoraphobia is why does that freak people out um i think it's the whole thing of like at one point in our human existence we were prey oh. and so that is still in us um oh no it is agoraphobia is the fear of places and situations that might cause panic, helplessness, or embarrassment. 
Uh, oh, that's like public speaking. Public. Right? No, that's that's different. Oh. So there's um, this this thing says like ten of the most common phobias, and there's arachnophobia, spiders. Yeah. Uh, a Aphidiophobia. Snakes. Yeah. Uh, acrophobia. Mm. Heights. Aerophobia. Flying. I also feel fine about flying. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, cynophobia. It's a fear of dogs. Oh, that's sad. I can understand why people are afraid of dogs, but I'm not afraid of dogs. Astrophobia. The fear of thunder and lightning. Trypanophobia is the fear of injections or needles. That's fine. No, that's fine. Social phobia. That's fine. This is agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is being alone in a situation or place that escape may be difficult. Yeah. What you said. Crowded areas, open spaces. Um, Misophonia. I don't know. Uh, Excessive fear of germs or dirt. Oh, there's a lot of, well, we, we, in layman's terms, we call that a germaphobe. Yeah. But apparently that's not okay. a word. I like but that yeah. one better. Of all those things, I don't have any of those. All that seems fine. All right. I mean, I wouldn't like to be met by a snake, but I, I don't think it'd send me into a full blown panic attack. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say on a, on a, uh, Totally um, not qualified level uh, because I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist by any means. I think we're fine. <laughs> we're doing just fine. We're fine. We're okay. We're doing just fine. We're okay. I do think that that is, uh, you know, to go back to our oneness, that that is something that we need to be reminded of frequently. Yeah. You know, we're fine. We're fine. We're doing fine. We're fine. We're okay. All right, so um, if you have any comments about fears you would like to make, um, either single-wise or any other way, um, we would love to hear from you. You can send us a message on Twitter at Party of Ones um, 1S, or you can email us at partyofones.podcast at gmail.com. And um, we hope that you have a really great week and we hope you're enjoying the end of your summer days, no matter where you are, unless you're in Australia when it's winter. And even in that case, it's warm there. So we're just going to call it summer. (laughs) Um, But uh, we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.